Today, we are here once again to examine one of the top concerns on the minds of retailers and brands, the shortage of labor with John Clear, director of the AM Consumer and Retail Group. John, let's start with this. Why is the labor shortage such an acute issue right now? Yeah, I think there's probably two main factors that we're seeing that are causing the issues right now in 2023. There's still a lingering COVID effect. I know that we're all a little bit sick of talking about that, but I think during COVID, people had the opportunity to really step back and think about you know, the jobs they do, why they do them, what's important to them. And one of the findings that we've seen emerge from that period is a real desire for flexibility. And obviously, we've all seen a change in remote work. And the grocery industry is not particularly friendly to grow remote work, particularly within stores. So I think that's that's one part of it. The second thing that we've, we've seen a, a huge change in is this idea of value-based job hunting. And so particularly within the grocery industry in stores, the target demographic a lot of times would have been, you know, younger, younger people, maybe pre-professional in college, that kind of thing. And during um, the last number of years, that has become dominated by Gen Z. And what we see with Gen Z is that they want roles that align with companies that align with their own values. And we're also seeing an increasing decision that they will actually just sit it out. If they can't find a company that aligns with their values, they'll sit it out, which we didn't really see before. So that's probably driving um, some of the kind of greater issues than we would have seen previously within the grocery industry, which has always been acute, but this is just right. a more extreme situation. So John, how do you recommend that retailers address this then? Well, the first thing we would say is that um, I think what a lot of people jump to is that they they want to pay their way out of it. And so mm -hmm. we've seen that with some people like Amazon and Target who've increased their, their minimum wages. Honestly, that's a that's kind of table stakes at this point. People are expecting to be paid fairly for what they're, what they're doing and being paid pretty well for it. And what we kind of are focused on is three key pillars. So the first one is, is utilizing the talent that's at your disposal to the, its kind of highest level. So what we mean by that is within stores, really examining what are the time drains, what's wasting people's resources and energy and taking them away from the value-added tasks of keeping shelves full, engaging with customers, checking them out efficiently. So really being ruthless from that perspective. The second thing is retaining the staff who you currently have right now. So are you focusing enough on their development? Are you ensuring that there's a clear path for, for growth and for improvement within the organization? Um, is there a flexibility within their work schedule? Then the final thing we have is attracting new talent within to, into your organization, but in the right ways. So know who you're trying to hire. Make sure that you're targeting the right section of society, the right people that you want to bring into your organization. And by that, I mean, you're not just sending job, uh, posting jobs for every person around, right? You want to make sure that it's people who is interested in working in the industry. And then also um, having that clear path of development within the organization makes you a more attractive person to join. And so when you can tell that story clearly to the public, you'll find it easier to attract talent. John, does tech play a role at all in addressing some of these issues? Yeah, massively. I think one of the important things to think about with tech is that it's an enabler. It's not a problem solver. So one of the phrases that we would use a lot is, Tech won't solve your issues. So it won't solve a broken system. It will just break it faster. And so what you need to make sure is that you have a well-running system and that you use tech to enable things to work better. So for example, self-checkout is an easy one. If you're a re in the grocery retail industry and you don't have self-checkouts in any form, you probably need to be examining what you're doing and why you're doing it. The second one, which is very topical at the moment within stores is electronic shelf labels. So we've seen people like Walmart really lean into it in the last um, only a couple of months, 
Aldi, for example, are on a program to roll it out fleet wide. It's a huge time saver. It can make it's it's honestly you guys have been in stores, right? That whole process of changing tickets manually, printing them on the price. It's like you know 1960s trying to get things done. So that's a huge time save. Um, then if you think about the actual retention of talent, flexibility is a big part of it. So a really good example of this is Schnucks in the Midwest. They have a really interesting platform where people can choose their own shifts. So they can go onto a platform, choose when they want to work while still prioritizing availability during peak sales times. But it gives some ownership to the employees of when they actually want to want to um, work at a, at a given time. And then the final thing is recruitment. Again, using those three pillars one of the biggest issues we hear about is this long recruitment process. There's a lot of friction. It takes a lot of turnaround. You know, it can take 30 days to hear something back. There are AI solutions now who will analyze uh, resumes, make sure they go through quickly. They can actually bring the turnaround time from 30 days down to seven days in some instances. And that's something that should be leveraged as much as possible because with such a competition for talent, you need to make that turnaround as fast as possible. Well, John, you talked a little bit about retention earlier, and we hear the word culture thrown around a lot as a means to retain uh, employees. What do you really mean by that? Yeah, it's a good point. I think I think when you look at best in class gro- grocery retailers, um, and when I'm thinking of that, it's it's people like Trader Joe's, Wegmans, HEB, the kind of classic people who are listed all the time. They're usually classed as best, and um, they're usually classed as top employers too, from a culture perspective. And what that means is. Uh, the store manager, particularly, who, again, from your own experience, you'd know the store manager is God in this scenario. They are the most important person for setting the standard within a store. And what they do is they can take the the, val- the culture, which is the best ones are inclusive, respectful of each employee's own kind of individual uh, characteristics and capabilities, and has a very clear clarity of purpose. So, for example, when you go into Trader Joe's, you know the Trader Joe's, everybody's going to be wearing the Hawaiian shirt. They're going to be having a good time talking to each other, engaging with customers. That really engages not just the employees to retain them, but also the customers to enjoy their experience in the store. And so that type of culture driven stuff, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of an intangible, but what it is, is it's clear, it's purposeful, and it's consistent with the store manager living it every day. Thanks, John. Thank you, John. That was great.